everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have you here this morning on KFOR-FM 103.3-1240 AM. This is Dale Johnson on Lincoln Live. I have asked uh, Lincoln Fire and Rescue firefighter Nick Monier to uh, join me for the conversation here this morning. Nick is a rig driver. He drives the ladder truck, one of the trucks for Lincoln Fire and Rescue. This guy's busy, folks. Not only does he have responsibilities with LFR, but he's also the fire chief for Raymond Fire, and he is also involved in the family farm near Raymond, raises cattle, crops, hauls hay when he's got idle time in the summer, does a lot of work. And so Nick and I have some things in common. Uh, Neither one of us would turn down a cheeseburger. We both have that rural love of life, albeit I'm an urban kid now. I worked on the farm, had plenty of it. My dad, Nick, told me, he says, don't do what I do. And I looked at him and said, dad, (laughs) not a problem. But But I still respect and have appreciated the qualities that I derived from growing up on a farm. We both have great love and respect for fire departments and first responders. All that being said, Nick and I also have in common the fact that we are both amputees. My story is, and maybe you're familiar with that, back in uh, 2016 at the age of 59, I'm riding my motorcycle here in Lincoln and a young man doesn't see me and turns in and makes a turn and doesn't see me and turns into my leg and I lost most of it above the knee. Nick, I want you to share your story. Yours goes back to being a kid. You're 30, almost 34 years of age now. Talk about uh, your life change at the age of seven. Yeah. you know, I was seven years old, I was a farm kid out helping out all this, always helping outside. Um, we were mowing the yard and I was helping hold some swing sets and stuff out of the way. And just uh, as the lawnmower started to come behind me, a kid in cowboy boots and uh, started to slip on the, on the grass as this lawnmower was coming behind me. So, um, you know, at seven years old, I had the the cognitive uh, mindset of what was potentially about to happen. So uh, I tried to spread my feet apart to avoid the discharge. And unfortunately, uh, my left leg went under, but, you know, fortunately, my right leg did not go into the discharge. So your amputation is to your left leg, left leg. How far up? Um, About mid shin or middle of calf is about where I ended up losing it. All right. We, we, those of us in the amputee world, we are above knee, below knee, Nick below knee. I'm above knee. I mentioned you're almost 34 years of age. Do you remember having a foot? Um, a little bit. Kind of the biggest, you know, I mean, it's, obviously this is, I've had to deal with this for most of my life. So a lot of other memories have, maybe taking place of the some of the childhood ones before but uh you know i can still i can still vividly see the the accident to this day 
you know, I, I actually, uh, there was, there was some positives, I guess that could come out of it, but, um, I thought that my sock was caught on the blade and I actually told one of my parents that, uh, they needed to take my sock off. So off of the blade so I could crawl out from under, um, this lawnmower. And obviously we knew that couldn't happen just due to the fact of what happened and what needed to happen. But, uh, just kind of, that's what I remember the most going back towards my childhood. How did that change you as a, as a young child? You know, there's, it definitely changed because now, you know, you got a seven year old kid that loves to run around and be out on the farm and send me back because now you got to learn how to live without a limb. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it took a, it took a solid year for me to go through surgeries, go through, uh, getting a prosthesis, learning how to walk again, and then, uh, physical therapy to get strength back up and everything. It was, it was about a year to the day we did a, we had a party after I was back up and running. Tough to clutch a tractor without a left foot. Yeah. You know, that, that changed some things on the farm when, when, uh, dad went to look for another tractor, you know, there was, uh, a little thought put into it as far as there's some that have a power shift transmission where you don't really need to use the clutch. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to let it slow me down and, and neither was he. Let's stay on that point of your life. Uh, did that evolve or did you, was this in your personality? It goes back to the whole being a farm kid and, you know, I wanted to go with that. I wanted to um, get out of the house and stuff. So I had a drive to get out, but there was some, <clears throat> there was some tough love. The reason I ask that, Nick, is because I can recall my second day in uh, intensive care called the nurses in I said you need to find a way to get me out of this bed yeah and they did and I can remember circling uh, the ICU and asking them if I could go around again and they were smarter than me and said nope that's that's a lot of work for one time but that was my attitude what am I going to do sit around and watch cartoons all day no I'm going to get out and figure out how in the world I can do what I used to do to the best of my ability given some modifications but don't say no until you prove to yourself that you can't do it. But that's an yeah. adult. That's as a 59-year-old. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a place of a 7-year-old and all the, all the career goals and all the school events and uh, as cruel as kids can be. I'm trying to think of that time of your life. And yet you, you, you just pushed on through it. Yeah. So uh, when I was... K through eighth grade, uh, there actually was a little one-room country school still uh, up and running that was not too far from us, so we actually went there. Um, there was like 30 kids in the whole school. So, you know, you didn't really have the, the bullying that you might run into in today's day and age. 
Yeah, I went to a rural school, and we had the same seven kids, K through four. <laughs> yeah. So, and everybody lived within uh, about 10 miles of each other, some of them within just a couple of miles yep. from each other. When did you set your sights on becoming a firefighter? Uh, well, you know, so Raymond came out and took care of me um, with the accident. They came out, hauled me into the hospital and everything. And then there was a lot of a lot of opportunities, and I don't know at that age. I, I don't know where all all of this derived from, but like they took my family. We went down to Memorial Stadium, sat in Tom Osborne's chair, and and uh, did some things down there. And then the fire department brought me up and showed me around the station, showed me the rigs, um, put my name on the board as an honorary firefighter. And uh, that's really when I decided that I was going to be a firefighter. I was about seven or eight years old. But I never really set my sights on that as a career goal. I was just, I wanted to join the volunteer squad and give back to the community. <clears throat> um, so it wasn't until I was 18, 19 years old, um, got on the volunteers and went through college I went through as a diesel mechanic first and um graduated in 2009 the economy was kind of kind of crap so um I thought well you know I kind of like this fire gig so maybe I'll go back and get a fire degree and uh did that started testing for Lincoln and got on Lincoln in 20, in 2013 so so LFR was very receptive and accommodating for training and helping you any way they could to become a firefighter. Well, in 2013, I'd been dealing with this for, oh, about 17 or 18 years at that point. So mm -hmm. I pretty well figured out how to do everything I needed to do. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of firefighters that helped with the testing process, you know, I'm sure they knew that I had a, a prosthesis, but what they knew me more as, you know, I, when I had my trip for my physical test and all that, when it was my turn to go down, you know, I quit doing chores and went down and did my physical ability test and then came back to do chores. So I went down there in Wrangler jeans and cowboy boots and did their physical agility test. And that's what everybody remembers me as is, yeah, you came down and did it in cowboy boots and jeans, you know, instead of, shorts and tennis shoes or whatever else everyone else was doing so but there really was never any kind of exceptions made I guess for me and I never asked for them well listeners this is how Nick and I met. Nick and I haven't known each other for very long it wasn't that long ago that I met Nick at a training exercise at Southeast Community College I was privileged enough to be asked to uh, to come and, and uh, be with the firefighters as they were rappelling down a, I want to say, three-story building, two-story building, rope rescue training. And I asked one of the firefighters, I said, is this the first time you've rappelled with an amputee? And he said, well, no, Nick, <laughs> Nick up on the roof. Uh, is an amputee, and I I had been watching you walk. You were, you, you, I I could not tell Nick. It was just amazing, and that's to your credit. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I I was so impressed 
with the way you carry yourself and the way your fellow firefighters uh, just went about their business. Uh, you've been at this for quite a while now, and you deserve that kind of respect. But to to be a person who is uh, has a change like that to their life, and to come out the other end, this is what this is what I'd like to have the listeners come away with. This to come out the other end is is pretty amazing because I've seen a lot of people uh, with amputations that walk into a room and you can just tell they haven't accepted it. They just right. have this way about them. Uh, I can remember. And forgive me for those of you who have heard this story, but when I was in the hospital, uh, former governor, former Senator Bob Kerry called me up, who was an amputee from losing a foot in uh, Vietnam. He said, do not settle. He says, you will be asked over and over again in this process to settle, to settle for a prosthetic, to settle for a diagnosis, to settle for where you are in life. And he says, just keep that. Keep, keep remembering, do not settle. And I have never forgotten that, and I apply it. Uh, sometimes on a daily basis for yeah. re- for occurrences in my life. And it sounds like you've taken on that same type of mantra. Yeah, you know, I just try and find the positives, you know. Um, I've, I've told a lot of people that I'm, I'm uh, really fortunate that what I lost is what I lost because, you know, it doesn't affect driving, it doesn't affect you know, doing anything with your hands. I have both hands. I can, I can drive anything. And like you said, the only thing it affects is pushing in a clutch pedal, which that's, I can still do that. That's, you know, I use my knee for that because I don't have an ankle to, to push with, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, find the positives in it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lighthearted with it. The guys at work, uh, I crack more jokes than they do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes make people uneasy, but you know, I mean, I, I figured out at a pretty young age that th- there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to change this. So you might as well learn to live with it and have fun with it and don't let it slow you down. Well, I can so, even drive a tractor. I figured out a way. It's a, it's a manual kind of thing. I'll put my uh, foot on the clutch and then I'll manually push my knee down and lock it to a straight position and there you go that's the clutch and then to to engage it i'll slowly pull it off and away i go so right no problem at all driving a tractor now my son won't let me drive his uh, 18 wheeler he's he's not (laughs) he's not quite confident enough in my ability neither am i for that matter for for something like that but you're giving back to Raymond, the crew that came and picked you up when you were seven years old. You're the fire chief there. You drive a ladder truck for LFR. You are at Station One, and you also are responsible for helping on the on the family farm near Raymond, everything from raising the cattle to crops to everything that's needed on a farm. So you're an inspiration, yep. Nick. I, I really am impressed, and, and people will be too when they hear this conversation. Thank you. Nick Monier. Joining me on Lincoln Live today, Lincoln Fire and Rescue ladder truck driver with a great story on Lincoln Live.